0: Welcome to the 26th episode in our podcast series about positive intelligence. Now, as you remember, in episode 25, certified positive intelligence coach Cindy Morgan Jaffe and I discussed the application of positive intelligence in coaching clients about money mindset.
1: And hello, my name is Carolyn Smith. I'm a certified positive intelligence coach focusing on leaders rising above shadows of trauma. And I participated as a guest on this podcast with Charlie in episode number seven, where we discussed the hypervigilant saboteur. As you know, positive intelligence is about increasing our capacity to respond to life's challenges with a positive mindset rather than getting stuck in the negative, to turn down our impulses driven by stress or old habits and increase our ability to respond positively, calmly, and with greater focus, with a healthier, happier balance of the strengths of our right and left brain thinking. And today, this is exciting, we're going to turn the tables. Certified Positive Intelligence coach Charlie Charlie gets to talk to you about his niche and his perspective on positive intelligence. So welcome, Charlie, to your very own positive Uh, podcast pq
0: thank you very much carolyn and i'm delighted to be your guest today on this podcast
1: this is a lot of fun charlie turning it around and turning the tables Um, as we get started you usually ask your guests to describe themselves and the work they do so my turn charlie who are you and what do you do
0: well, Carolyn, I'm originally from South Dakota. I'm a graduate of the United States Naval Academy. Uh, I'm a former nuclear submariner where I was involved in the Cold War. I have a, uh, an MBA degree from Harvard University. Uh, I spent several years in the consulting world, in particular, executive search, where I learned an awful lot about skills and careers and that sort of thing. I'm an author with six published books on Amazon, two of which went to number one, I'm proud to say. and I'm now a full-time coach um, having been trained and introduced to positive intelligence and in the Coactive coaching principles.
1: Well, and it's been good to cross paths with you, Charlie, on this coaching journey. Tell us how you found and and became interested in positive intelligence, or PQ, as we call it.
0: Well, Carolyn, I've always been, as you know, focused on positive thinking from way, way back. I always tried to look at the brighter side of things. And after involvement for some years in formal coaching, I was looking for more tools to apply, things that I could you know, get a better grip on uh, career crises and things like that uh, for my clients. And I saw a promotion by Shirzad Shemin and, uh, about some free training about a thing called positive intelligence. And it made some sense. And I thought I'd give it a try. So I did, uh, just fell in love with it. And then I became a positive intelligence coach and certified in that process.
1: Well, you and me both, Charlie. I found it very interesting um, to discover that program as well. What did um, what did the program of positive intelligence bring to you? What surprised you about it?
0: Well, uh, what surprised me at first, Carolyn, is I was really, really skeptical. As I know that we've discussed before that we've, whenever we do describe it to somebody, they are relatively skeptical at the beginning, and they think it might be a, a some sort of scam. But I learned over time that it's not just, it's just an academic concept, like some, some uh, systems are, but it's a, a system of habits. There are things that you learn. There are things that you learn that can put the, put the concept into practice, and they, they're simple, and they work. And furthermore, positive intelligence, or PQ, has a very solid foundation, and it's based on neuroscience. And I learned that after application of positive intelligence into my practice, that it's an incredibly powerful uh, tool in my specific coaching niche. In short, Carolyn, it just works.
1: I know, many people thought at first it was too good to be true. And the reality is it helps you grasp all the good things that we're already good at and our expertise. So before we apply positive intelligence to your niche, let's talk about your niche. What is your specific expertise and how are you applying this uh, positive intelligence and and these coaching techniques?
0: Well, Carolyn, my niche, as you know, is pretty broad and it focuses on careers. Now, specifically, it focuses on career management. It focuses on skill development and on career crises. You know, it it involves developing proactive career strategies and anticipating as as well as navigating these career crises. And in the career management or building a proactive career strategy, my concept is to build a very clear mosaic of skills, kind of like a Picasso picture of who you are and what what your career is all about, so that when you look at it, it's clear. I do not uh, coach people about how to write a resume or develop uh, a LinkedIn profile or social media strategies. Those are tactical actions that uh, one needs to do in career uh, career management. Uh, and although I help and give counsel on these matters, it's, it's not the primary service that I, I provide.
1: Yes, it sounds like you'd like to go deeper for the, the larger picture of, of a meaningful career for somebody. What motivated you to work with this niche?
0: Well, the motivation um, took place over about a decade when I was uh, the featured lecturer by by, uh, invitation uh, to MBA students at the nation's top business schools, like Harvard, Stanford, Northwestern, Chicago, Michigan, Wharton, et cetera, on the subject of how to get ahead in the corporate world. And I wrote articles about this in, in magazines, such as Chief Executive Magazine that became very popular. And the experience that I had over those years led to some pretty extensive research into the kind of skills that are necessary for, su- for success. And eventually, I called them the critical skills. And I wrote a, bo- a book about this, uh, that one, it did rise to number one on Amazon. It's called Wanted, Eight Critical Skills You Need to Succeed.
1: Well, that's um, an important list of things to have. What are these critical skills?
0: Well, there are eight of them, and the number one critical skill, as you know, is communications. It's the ability to get its ability to get ideas out of your head and into somebody else's head, uh, and or ideas out of their heads and into your head, whether you read, write, listen, or speak. And the second skill is called a production skill. It's uh, It's basically taking an idea from concept to reality, to make something happen. It can be very something very simple or something very complex. Uh, the next one is an information skill. And this it used to be, being able to d- uh, gather the information and sort the information that you need to solve a problem. But nowadays with the internet and Google and so forth, it's seeking and it's sorting out all the prolific information that, you, that you're inundated with uh, uh, when, you, when you do research. But the most important thing about these, this, this these days and the information skill is you have to test that, that information for truth and validity, because this is necessary if your analysis and your conclusions will be valid. And analysis is the fourth of the eight critical skills, and it's the process of logic. You know, P implies Q. Your hypothesis implies your conclusion. And from your valid information, if if the information is true, you can develop findings, conclusions, and recommendations that are also valid. Now, the fifth critical skill is technology. And and believe me, it's not not necessarily how you design a circuit board or design any technical thing. Rather, it's the skill of selecting the right technology to solve a problem. For example, if you're gonna write a book, you'd use something like Microsoft Word or Excel, or you would not use Excel. If you were gonna do some financial analysis, you'd use Excel. You wouldn't use Excel to write a book. You wouldn't use Word to do analysis. You have to select the right technology to to solve a problem. And this technology is changing rapidly. So you have to keep up to date with it. And the sixth critical skill is interpersonal. And it's not necessarily being a popular person amongst a group and that sort of thing. Rather, Rather, it's the skill of being able to be a valued member of a team. Uh, how you how you uh, justify your, your salary or your compensation, how others perceive you as being a valued member of the team. And the seventh critical skill is time management. And, you know, you might say another way to put it is setting priorities. And look at it this way. You go to work every day, you have 10 things to do. Uh, four are critical. And you have to choose the four things that are the most important, and do your absolute best on that. And with the others, you you do as well as you can, or maybe just <laughs> just fake it. You know, and the last one did not was not part of the original research, uh, but it's critical in terms of uh, keeping up to speed with careers these days, and that's called continuous learning. And uh, you have to recognize that you're going to need to keep up with the rapidly changing world we live in and, in essence, reinvent yourself every two to three years. Now, Carolyn, those are the eight critical skills. And as I said, I described those more in great detail in the book. But these are the things that I stress in my career strategy coaching.
1: It's no surprise you can fill a book with that, Charlie. Give us a couple of examples of how the critical skills are applied in the real world.
0: Well, I'll give you, I'll give you three. Imagine yourself that you're Jim Lovell, uh, and it's back in the 60s, and you're, and you're uh, flying around the moon in, a, in, in Apollo 13, and you hear a bang, wham, something like that, and you come out with this word, Houston, we have a problem. Okay, the problem you have is we're up, in, we're up at the moon and we're in a capsule. We only have so much oxygen and what on the hell are we going to do to get back? So you have to apply the, the skills of communications because you have to talk to Houston. You have to be re- very clear in what you're saying and what you're listening to. You have to uh, do some critical thinking based on accurate information for, that you have to solve the problem. You have to apply whatever technology you have. And back then, all all Jim Lovell had was a calculator that could add, subtract, multiple, and divide. He didn't have an iPhone or anything like that. You have more power, by the way, nowadays in your iPhone than than they did in all of NASA back then. Now, a second example would be the Founding Fathers. Imagine yourself in a world where you're trying to get uh, the people of the state of New York to ratify the Constitution of the United States. And you don't have the internet. You don't have a typewriter. You don't have uh, radio. You don't have television. You don't have anything like that. All you can do is write your argument down on a piece of paper or parchment and then supply it to a newspaper in the form of an essay to try to convince the people of the state of New York to ratify the Constitution. And so you and your, your, your buddies uh, James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, and John Jay uh, write these 85 essays and eventually consist or, you know, convince the, the people of the state of New York to ratify the Constitution of the United States. And these essays, by the way, became known as the Federalist Papers. So those are a couple of examples uh, of, of how do you apply the critical skills. And there are many, many more that you can, uh, that you can think of.
1: You mentioned career crises as part of your coaching niche, and um, you know those were some pretty big crises uh, and, and dilemmas people were facing. Tell us about the kind of career crises that most, if not all, individuals will face during their careers, and how PQ benefits someone facing them.
0: Well, Carolyn, PQ is extremely helpful in these career crises. And I wrote another book about career crises called The Doom Loop. And that went, that's pretty popular too. It's an elegant little career management tool that uh, enables you to understand the crises you're facing and even predict them now, because they're gonna happen. But I won't go into detail here about how they work, but just go to the website, it's called the doomloop.com. Now there are seven career crises that individuals most likely will face. Uh, and the, the NPQ and applies to each one of them, but in different, different levels of uh, relevance. The first crisis is the first job, and you know, imagine yourself as a college person, just graduating from college, trying to figure out what you're going to do. And uh, you have to decide what, the, what, what your first job is going, is, is going to be. There's not a lot of positive intelligence that you really apply here. You basically should take the job from the, a company or an organization where the good chance they're going to do something correct and then get in there, do the best job you can and whatever they're doing, and then concentrate on learning the critical skills. Because you're gonna to come to the second career crisis, and this is where PQ does come in. It's called the first job disappointment, okay? Imagine yourself as a, uh, the son or daughter of an electrical engineer. And you go to uh, you know, school and get a degree in electrical engineering because you, like, be, you want to be like mom or dad. And you wind up uh, having a job designing circuit boards and you hate this stuff. You're just miserable. So basically what you have to do is, is consult your wiser self, your sage in, in positive intelligence. And figure out what you want to do in terms of radically retooling yourself, because you're going to have to probably go out and radically retool yourself. And and as you may know, the MBA programs are full of people who are doing this right now. And now they, the the third career crisis is very common and very dangerous, and it it employs the it, it deals with being frustrated and boredom and bored in a in a job earlier in your career. You know, imagine yourself as an energetic person who wants to get ahead and you're in this job and you're stuck in this job, you're not getting promoted and you, you see other people getting advanced and you you know, your friends and that sort of stuff. And you, you really, you really get, get frustrated and bored. And incidentally, uh, a Gallup survey um, just a couple of years ago said that almost 70% of the people in the workforce are in this particular situation. So it's pretty common but it's also pretty dangerous because you wanna get out of this particular feeling. And so you're, you're absolutely red meat for a headhunter or a recruiter coming from the outside and, 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 and attracting you to a different job somewhere else, which might not be in your best interest. So this is a, this is a career crisis where you need the best thinking from your sage. You need to turn down those saboteurs on the, as Carolyn says, on the left brain side and turn up the volume, if you will, of your wiser self. Now, the fourth career crisis is, and I can't put it in any way other than this, is just fired. You've lost your job or you may be, uh, you know, prematurely retired or you might be, you know, let go because uh, of whatever reason. But you're, you have all sorts of pressures working on you Uh, During the the situations like that, and you may wind up taking a job that you don't, you shouldn't take mainly just to relieve the pressure of the economic uh, hardship that that not having an income provides. This is also a place where you need uh, the counsel from your wiser self, you have to turn down, you know, the saboteur of the judge that say that says, gee, I told you so you're no good you're out of a job. Yeah, things, things like that. So you do need positive intelligence under circumstances like this. And now the, the, next career, the next career crisis is the career change. You know, this is pretty common. And quite frankly, I would suspect that many, many of the coaches out there have gone through this particular crisis and this is exactly what they're doing. You've been doing something for many years In some kind of a career, you might've been an engineer, you might've been a teacher, you might've been this or that working in human resources in a company and you want to just do your own thing and change your career. So you go out and get a bunch of training in uh, it from the variety of career or uh, coach training uh, organizations. You get yourself certified. I mean, actually it's what I did. Uh, You know, I, I, I I wouldn't, I'm not good at doing nothing and uh, I don't like it. And I wanted to do something of relevance. So I, this was a career crisis that I had and I, Used positive intelligence in retrospect to to put myself on a, a good path. Now now the the frustration and boredom, and we come to the sixth career crisis, does not stop when you're before you reach the top of an organization. You know the the next one is called doomed at capstone. The CEO of an organization can get frustrated and bored, bored and be miserable as well. So what do they do? There's a lot of positive intelligence uh, techniques that they can they can use to consult with that wiser self and deal with that problem of being uh, doomed at capstone or frustrated at boredom, boredom uh, frustrated and bored when they when they get that get into that level. Uh, so PQ does work very well there. And then you come to the last career crisis, and believe it or not, this is a, a scary one for some people. It's called retirement. And and I look at it as a career crisis, too, because it's the next step in your life, the next chapter in your life of what you're doing. And a lot of people who are very successful in life are not good at, and they don't like doing nothing. So retirement, to just play golf or do nothing and change a total lifestyle is really could be tantamount to a, a death sentence. Now with all of these career crises, Carolyn, uh, what is really, really important is one of the elements that I didn't mention is you need to find the gift in a particular career crisis. You, you know, what's the gift that you might find in being fired? What's the gift you might find in, in, in being, recognizing that you're disappointed with your first job? Things like that, that's really critical. And that's how positive intelligence can really be helpful in crisis like this. I'm sorry I was so long-winded on these, but these things are the meat and bread and butter of the coaching uh, practice that I have.
1: I can tell that you um, have spent a lot of time uh, crafting this ability to do the Uh, Positive intelligence program to make this powerful for the all of these changes. It's hard to see a gift in being fired, I think, and so being able to see the gift and opportunity through these career changes and shifts is uh, a real opportunity for optimism, I think. So
0: absolutely, Carolyn.
1: It's fascinating to hear you uh, apply positive intelligence to a world that I don't even know that well, and I wonder how else you integrate positive intelligence. In in coaching with these different people sitting in front of you,
0: well, you know, uh, I've found that in my own niche of career coaching, positive intelligence is a near perfect complement. You know, uh, while it doesn't really apply to do much in the career strategy world in terms of uh, developing a, a skill mosaic uh, in that in that uh, in that sense, it really really is helpful for these different. Um, Career crises, and and as I do this, as I as I have clients uh, get engaged in career uh, ac- coaching, you know I teach them how PQ really works. I want to make sure they have a solid foundation of the concept before we go ahead in the the uh, in the process of coaching. And to do this, as you do in some of your practice, uh, Carolyn, we overcome the skepticism and and teach them how to apply the PQ exercises, the simple little exercises that become habit-forming that you use to, uh, to summon the, the wiser self or, or redo the balance, as you put so nicely in the introduction, between the left and the right brain. And th- then, then you, uh, you, you really teach them a solid foundation on how to activate that right brain, provide more balance, as I mentioned, how to quiet those saboteurs and listen to your wiser self. And then teach them the concept over and over again that every outcome or circumstance can be turned into a gift or opportunity. And then with that in in mind, you you teach them how to apply the sage powers. You know, we've gone through these uh, in previous episodes uh, in great detail, the powers of empathy, explore, innovate, navigate, activate, you can listen to those podcasts if you want more details on, on each one of these sage powers, but then basically we apply these through the, the, uh, the positive intelligence seven-step protocol, coaching protocol on how you can take somebody through a clear, clear coaching uh, session or series of sessions toward resolving and navigating some of these career crises.
1: Finding that gift and uh, those, you know, knowing how to um, use the empathy and the explore and the innovate and the navigate to activate a really good career and um, a really good presence with people is definitely key. I think. What are the results you are getting from your application of PQ in your coaching practice?
0: Well, I found out that uh, in retrospect, I was very smart to to pursue positive intelligence and the brainchild that was provided so wonderfully to all of us by Shazad Sirmain. Now, positive intelligence fits career coaching perfectly. It brings clarity and balance in understanding and deal, dealing with and navigating different career crises. And it it's knowing that, you know, knowing that, uh, that clients can anticipate and dealing with career crises that are some of the results that I'm getting. And it's it's knowing that these clients can have confidence in their decisions because they're listening to their wiser self, those voices from the right side of the brain rather than their saboteurs. So those are the rewards, uh, you know, the results and so forth that I'm getting from uh, my experience.
1: Mm-hmm. Shutting off the, the saboteur uh, brain when it's activated, when there's anxiety and when there's nerves, calming that and getting the focus is... Um, is pretty key, I think. So what advice do you have for coaches who might consider positive intelligence as another tool in their coaching toolkit?
0: Well, the advice is that I I would, I would say don't sell it short before you know what it is. And learn the positive intelligence intelligence basics, you know, participate, or enroll if you're a coach, and you're interested in this in one of the positive intelligence cohorts, and you and then think about and learn about finding the gift in negative circumstances and practice that technique know the sage powers cold know how to know how to uh, how to empathize how to explore how to how to innovate how to navigate and then how to how to activate know those things cold and then learn the seven step positive intelligence coaching protocol and how to find the gifts and apply those sage powers, and that, in essence, Carolyn is, uh, is 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 Charlie and positive intelligence and career coaching, and what I what what I can offer to coaches in this business.
1: I can imagine you're seeing rewards like I do with my clients in uh, seeing them overcome frustration and boredom, and and you know, seeing them light up at the possibilities and the opportunities ahead of them rather than just being ground down. So Charlie, thank you for joining me on your podcast. This has been fun learning about how positive intelligence coaching can be applied to career coaching.
0: Well, Carolyn, and thank you for serving as a magnificent host today on podcast PQ. And may I ask if in the future, or will you in the future be my guests, we can talk about your niche and your application of positive intelligence to your clients.
1: Well thank you Charlie. I would be happy, happy, happy to do that. Uh please do come find me at CarolynSmith.ca or on LinkedIn. That's C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-Smith.ca. Um, and um, come discover how to empower and recharge your leadership despite the shadows of trauma and history. The world needs each of us at our best. And those ripples will feed out to our communities and our families and the world around us. Um, And so carolynsmith.ca, that's where you'll find me.
0: Well, fantastic, Carolyn. And, and uh, you can find Charlie, if you're interested in me in charliejetcoaching.com. That's the coaching site. There's also another, another site where if you're interested in these critical skills, i have a, a, a podcast series called it's all about skills.com where we go into each one of them in great detail and their application to different people who've experienced those and another one if you're interested in the doom loop and career crisis, it's the doomloop.com and if you're interested in podcast pq well, that's where you are right now we're at podcastpq.com where we talk about podcasting or talk about, positive intelligence and its application in the real world. So I want to thank all of you for joining us. And thank you again, Carolyn. And we'll see all of you soon in our next podcast PQ episode, when we will discuss the practical application of positive intelligence in a different area of interest. (music)